You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. You know what's interesting, Mason? According to the Academy of... You didn't Mo- let me guess. Do you know what's interesting? According to the Academy of... <laughs> Do you want me to finish this off? Academy of... Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Music. No, Motion Picture... Academy pi- of Music. Uh, Bruce Springsteen stole, sold a lot of albums. That is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting, right? But also, yep. on a related note... <laughs> according- <laughs> that's my most current reference, by the way, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> according to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, mm. the American Film Institute and the British Film Institute, a feature film runs for more than 40 minutes, while the Screen Actors Guild asserts that a feature's running time is 60 minutes or longer. Why do you think I bring that up, Mason? You brought that up because we have recently watched uh, the the DC animated movie, yeah. Batman the Killing Joke, mm-hmm. which runs a brisk an hour and ten, maybe, something like that. So it runs an hour 26. Huh. But... Go on. There's a lot some, of... Some would argue that's the perfect length for a movie. What, 86 minutes? Actually, that's too short. I feel like... Yeah, you need to hit a certain requirement for a film, right, in terms of length. Uh And the killing joke... Otherwise, it's just a novella. Exactly. Mm. And the killing joke in itself, it's a pretty tight story. So I guess their options were to tack a story onto the front of it, Mm -hmm. extend the whole killing joke to make it like an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. or do you make it 15 to 20 minutes, or do you not do it at all? Yeah, I hope you were going to provide that to me. Otherwise, I would have had to (laughs) insert it there for... Look, I'll give credit to this thing. In that hour and twenty seven minutes, mm. there's a lot of stuff. Like they 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 there's a they put a lot of plot into this. But the fascinating part about it, as as you've alluded to, there is because the killing joke, the the comic book storyline is quite brief. They just had to add their own fanfic at the start. There's yeah. like twenty plus minutes of fanfic where Batgirl just goes after this rando guy, just this rando criminal, 
And I spent most of it going, because this is the first time I've seen this, I spent most of this going, have they changed? This is this, this guy has a sort of a smirk to him. Mm. He has a widow's peak and a smirk. And I'm like, are they going to make this guy the Joker? Is, oh, that, okay, is that what's right. going to happen here? Yeah. Is, 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 is Batgirl going to have this, this animosity with this villain and he's going to end up, you know, swimming through the Axis or, or Ace Chemical Plant yeah. and turn into the Joker and... and He'll be her arch nemesis, but no, he's just some guy. That's what I, I I find really bizarre about it because it sort of sets it up like he's her Joker because mm. he knows how to push her buttons and all of that. Also, her characterization way fucking off. Here. Oh, it's awful. all terrible stuff. And we'll come around to that. Oh yeah, this is Caravan of Garbage. Please leave a like. But I think also he's not interesting visually or tactically. His personality is. Really standard mobster stuff. Yeah, he's, he's basic. He's just he's so he's basic. nobody. He's not he's not a costumed villain. He's no. not doesn't have any powers. And he doesn't have to be any of those things if mm. his personality is interesting. Oh, he's got hacking skills. Everybody's got a hacking skill, Mason. Everybody. Even Hawkeye has an arrow that does a hacking skill. No, James, you're thinking of hacky sack skills. We've oh, all yeah. got those. <laughs> we don't all have hacking skills. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But I don't hate the idea of doing a lead up. To the killing joke. Well, it needs something, I guess. If this is intended to be a standalone movie, I guess we need some context. Or, or do we? Because Batman and Batgirl, you know, are, I mean, we are get it they're, point. they're iconic characters. We get it. We don't need. We don't need to be like. Well, actually, Batman's, Batman fights crime in Gotham, and he's pretty pretty good at it. And she, he's always sometimes he's got a sidekick, and they're a new they're a new new sidekick. So I, I, I guess you don't... What are we doing? What I don't this? know. Right? And I think also the idea to expand her role from what she does in The Killing Joke, which is basically just get shot and have photos taken of her in horrible lewd positions. Like the idea to expand that character and make her more compelling and give mm. her more agency and, and more personality and more anything, mm. that makes sense to me. But this is the opposite of that. Yeah. It would make more sense if... Her, her initial sort of action outing in this was her putting the Joker in prison. Mm. That would that would be better instead of a rando. And instead of mm-hmm. having sex with Batman. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk... You know, the, the, the comic book version, whichever version you pick, you know, that's that's not part of the, the characterization at all. But what they've done here is they've gone, you know, what if we made her very intensely obsessed with Batman? Yeah. And she has a best friend that she goes to and he's like, ooh, your Pilates instructor, ooh, you're going to kiss him, ooh. Right. And she's like, well, it's not like that because it's actually Batman, but I can't tell you anything about that. Mm. Yuck! It's yes. gross, Mason! It is gross, yeah. <laughs> and also that dynamic is all wrong because there's obviously a power dynamic. Mm. They wouldn't have Batman have sex with Dick Grayson, for example, right? Correct. Despite what everybody on the internet <laughs> and, and in pop culture has been saying for multiple decades, they wouldn't actually have that happen. Because it just shows that... He's a terrible person and she's a terrible judge of character. And then she's crying to him over the radio. I'm just like, why can't we go back to the way it was? He's like, I'm bad, man. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to have my fun crime. <laughs> it's on a roof as well. I mean, he does all this stuff on a roof, doesn't he? That's true, he? yes. Well, producer Bruce Tim, who's one of the producers on this, he defended the idea of adding in a Batgirl subplot, which again, I don't have a problem with but specifically of her being intimate with Batman because of how he always saw them as having a sexual chemistry, especially from watching the Adam West Batman television show. Oh, no, there was no sexual chemistry on the Batman <laughs> I television I mean, everybody show. knows where the chemistry was in that show, but mm, that's Adam, right. it absolutely was not there. It was Alfred and, and Aunt Harriet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
And Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara. <laughs> yes. And Bruce Wayne and Batman when he was pretending to have a phone conversation exactly with, right. with himself. What are you wearing? <laughs> or oh, a Batman costume. <laughs> Intriguing. Also, in response to the, uh, the criticism of this prologue, Brian Azzarello, who wrote this, he stated, the thing about this is that it's controversial, so he added more controversy. And I just, I don't think it being controversial is what makes the killing joke good. I'm not like, oh, he shot Batgirl through the spine. Mm. That's what I love about this story, how controversial. Mm. Like, I think the elements of the story that works is more the dynamic between the Batman and the Joker. Yes. And I think when we finally get to that final showdown and it's just Kevin Conroy and just Mark Hamill just spitting the dialogue at each other, that's... Well, it's interesting. Like, it, it's interesting. We, we, everything about this has great elements to it, and in theory, it could be good. I like Brian Azzarello, and I like Bruce Tim. You yeah. know, Bruce Tim, of course, being one of the kind of authors of the Batman animated universe. Not this one specifically, although this one specifically, <laughs> but more famously, the the Batman the animated series and the DC AU. Yeah. Or, you know, overall, and we get we get the classic. Batman and Joker voice actors in Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yep. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the, the pieces did not did not fit together there, I don't think. No. Well, and also, like, even visually, the original Killing Joke, illustrated by Brian Boland, yeah. like, they've, they've gotten the broad strokes of it correct in this, but what they seem to have done is they've put that weird grey sheen over everything. Yes. Like, as was trendy for... Like, they, they sort of attempted to kind of make it mesh with whatever animated DCAU animated art style they were working with at the time. So mm. it's not the it's not the Batman the animated series or the Justice League cartoon. It's that whatever whatever they were up to, New 52 or Rebirth or whatever it was. They were like, yeah. okay, let's give everything let's make everything grey and put seams on all the costumes. It just yeah. it doesn't the flashbacks where we see uh you know the man who is to become the Joker uh it's it just has that weird sepia tone yeah. to it, but it's like that's not how it looked in the comic books. And also, the flashbacks make it look like that was happening in, like, the 50s. It's bizarre, but yeah. But it happened, like, a week ago or whatever. Yeah, there's a YouTube channel called Planet... Oh, a couple of years ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Joking, but you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. But there's a YouTube channel called Plan Making Mammals. And, and it's just, like, a few clips. But this channel has basically recolored it to look more like the comic book. Oh. And it's not perfect because you're using also the art style that was in the animated version, but just the idea of having the color palette closer to what it is in the comic. Like it's a bit more garish and it's, there's upsetting, like clashing <laughs> the colors yeah. happening. The Joker's outfit, you know, in contrast to his skin and all of that, it works much better. And I just, I just wish maybe one of the things they could have done is just do it more like the comic. They also outsourced to this. I dude. guess we could read the comic. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. But they also outsourced it to Japan to, to a Japanese animation company to to do this. So I guess they were just like, just do it something like this. I guess. Okay. And right. This is what we ended up with. Do you notice a bit when Batman throws one of those little guys down into a spike pit? You know, he's fighting all those circus freaks and whatever, yeah, sure. and he's just uh -huh. like, whoop. Just straight straight into the pit, mate. But again, that bit at the end where it's just Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill mm -hmm. and it just, they're obviously, they've been doing it for so long, they've absolutely nailed the voices, the mannerisms and all of that at this point. They're not doing the mannerisms, you get the idea. It, I think they probably are. They, I think they probably are in the booth. They probably are, yeah. I reckon Kevin Conroy's probably pulling his cowl up. <laughs> he's, he's flipping the cape like, they're, like it's a set of bat wings. Yeah, maybe you're right. That being said, though, I feel like... And we we watched something subsequent to this. We watch we watched something directly maybe after this. Maybe some bonus stuff. Mason. And uh, I think they seem a little bit flat in this. 
I'm not. I I got to say, maybe I'm bringing my own biases into this, but it kind of felt to me like uh, they were not super into this. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, I don't. I'm not feeling this. Like you know, you, you ever hear um, you ever hear Peter Cullen do uh, uh, the voice of Optimus Prime in any of those Michael Bay Transformers movies? <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. But there's a lot of like, I'll murder you, and uh, it feels like he's like, I'm I'm reading I'm reading this. Am I? Am I'm I? out of breath. Yeah. I'm Optimus Prime. I've. I'm out of breath. I'll kill you, Fraser Crane. I'll kill you. I'll kill you as easy as breathing. Bang. That's my favorite bit, though, all those movies. Uh, but I guess also one of the things it does, you know, do well is leaves the ambiguity at the end of whether or not Batman actually kills the Joker. Mm, okay, sure. I know a lot of people, including comic creators like Grant Morrison, have said, no, that's actually what happens. But if you go back to... Alan Moore himself, and I've got a quote here. That's not what happens at the end of this. Oh. And I also, of course, want to get into what he thinks of... We'll, we'll talk about it. All right, great. The killing joke in general. Okay. But also, what's interesting about this is they couldn't even... They couldn't even leave this on... on the, the idea that this was meant to be controversial and, and, a, and you know, it's a, it's a real downer, ultimately. If I were to describe the killing joke, I'd call it a real downer. Okay, I've never, sure. I've never been a huge fan of it, despite the, the talent involved. But yeah. they couldn't even... They couldn't even leave that and go, well, look, we're just looking at a grim, dark, horrible insight of the human psyche. They had to add a post-credit sequence where, where Barbara Gordon's just like, yeah, I'm Oracle now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back. I'm back in the saddle. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Me. You guys know me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is what he said about Batman killing in this. My intention at the end of the book was to have the two characters simply experiencing a brief moment of lucidity in the ongoing, very weird and probably fatal relationship with each other, reaching a moment where they both perceive the hell that they are in and can only laugh at their preposterous situation. Mm. Definitively solved, Mason, but maybe also art grows beyond the artist, etc. Just like the way that this interpretation mm-hmm, has grown on. well beyond what, say, Alan Moore <laughs> wanted at the time. Sure, absolutely. That's yeah. right, yes. Should we do some green trivia then? We should do some green trivia. Here's a little bit of green trivia for you. Is it the Rodney Supercut? Yes. But here's a second piece of green trivia. Uh, uh, When Batman looks up at the Joker's various misdeeds on his Bat computer, Mm. we see a little picture of Robin, presumably the Jason Todd Robin that he killed, except that's out of order. Because in the comic books, a death in the family takes place canonically after the killing joke. Correct. I mean, maybe not canonically, because, you know, that would would suggest that... uh, Batman killed the Joker, and then he wouldn't be around to kill Jason Todd in the death in the family. So different continuities. Just forget I said anything. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I'm saying they were published. They were published. I get what you're saying. Publishing dates, Mason. And did you know that this was the first Batman movie to carry an R? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, 1. 37,000, 
That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will. Because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 
100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I didn't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Rating in the US of A. Ooh. Yeah. But the R rating in Australia is different from the R rating in America. Well, that is true. You're saying that there's as weak as piss, as we'd say here in Australia? I would say it's weak as piss, yeah. <laughs> Lift your game R rating in the US. Yeah, even though sometimes we don't get video games because of our terrible rating yeah. systems here. because a character takes a vitamin or something, and they're like, mm, can't have that. No. After the release of Batman Arkham Knight 2015, Mark Hamill stated that due to the strain it put on his vocal cords, he would never voice the Joker again unless Batman the Killing Joke was adapted into film. Mark Hamill even said at one point that he'd continue to voice the Joker for as long as Kevin Conroy voiced the Batman. But obviously all that is up in the air as of right now because of the recent passing of Kevin Conroy, which that sucks. Yeah, 66 years of age, too young, uh, absolute legend. For most people... I would say, the voice of Batman. Agreed. Mark Hamill's involvement in this actually also led to the working title of this film being Blue Harvest due to his involvement in the original Star Wars from 1977, which, Mason, was also called Blue Harvest. Working title, obviously. That's wonderful. Isn't it? A wonderful piece of trivia. Uh, One more bit of trivia here, Mason. Green trivia. Mark Hamill admitted at a Q&A at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, he admitted it! He admitted it! Oh we got God. him on record! Yeah, what is it though? Uh, at a Star Wars Celebration in 2016, that while he wasn't disappointed with the final outcome of the film, he wasn't completely satisfied as he'd hoped he'd be. He stated he had originally intended and would have preferred to have completed the story as an audiobook, not a full animated feature. I think there you still come up against... Like, do you make it a 20-minute story? Mm, yeah. But I think, yeah, maybe that you, you let your mind take the seams off the clothings and whatever That's and exactly do the right. colour palette. Mm. Anyway, the budget for this, a paltry, a paltry Mason, $3.5 and it made, in its very limited theatrical release, $12.3 million worldwide. And also the total US home video earnings for this as of 2018 was 8.6 million. So considering the budget mm-hmm. and, you know, it's still available and, you know, you can still purchase it and whatever. Runaway success. Yeah. Let's I've, make another one. Killing Joke 2. That's why they do these. Mm. But what does Alan Moore think? Killing Joke 2, just Batman dragging the Joker's corpse around because <laughs> he killed him at the end of this. I killed him already. That's right. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to the rest of you criminals. I accidentally glued my hand to him, though. That's why I carried him around. My bat glue went off. That's right. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Sucks now. Some people say you should just take the glove off, but I glued the glove to my hand (laughs) earlier in earlier incident. The Joker was always like, you'll never get rid of me, Batman, even if you killed me. And he was right, because I glued myself to him. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Uh, But what does Alan Moore think? I love this new guy, a new character. <laughs> Batman is gluing himself to things. But what does Alan Moore think, Mason? I think he probably loves this one. Well, he's never seen it as far as we know. Okay. But he does have thoughts of the original Killy joke. There should be a sticker you can just put on new, new DC releases that just says, it's just a quote from Alan Moore that says, I didn't see it, but I hate it. <laughs> 
I never really liked my story of the killing joke. I think it put far too much melodramatic weight upon a character that was never designed to carry it. It was too nasty. It was too physically violent. There were some good things about it, but in terms of my writing, it's not one of my favourite pieces. If, as I said, God forbid, I was ever to write a character like Batman again, I'd probably be setting it squarely in the kind of smiley uncle period where Dick Sprang was drawing it and where you had Ace the Bat-Hound and Batmite and the Zebra Batman when it was sillier. Because then it was brimming with imagination and playful ideas. I don't think the world needs that many brooding psychopathic Avengers. That's very interesting. And Alan Moore, if you are watching this and you are not, um, I'd just like to think we have provided the perfect opportunity if you if you would like to, again... Take a shot at Batman. May we suggest Batman who glues himself to things? <laughs> Just a bit of lighthearted fun, you know? Oh no, it's both hands now! Both hands? My heart cut swing from the rooftops! <laughs> What's the thinking? <laughs> Anyways, do you want to do a mini bonus caravan of garbage right now, Mason? Yeah, I do. We've got a lot of comments about this, and of course we were never going to miss it. That's right, but we thought we'd do a bit of a palate cleanser. Yeah. After this. Whatever this was. This whole thing. Mm. Uh, it's actually an adaptation animated. A Superman story called For the Man Who Has Everything. Now, this, of course, was an Alan Moore comic from the 80s, mm-hmm. which was adapted in 2004 in Justice League Unlimited Season 1, Episode 2. Opening with a big gun. That's right, yeah. So Alan Moore actually somewhat sort of worked on this, had some suggestions which made it into this. Interesting. So author's permission stuff. He allowed Bruce Tim, who also worked on this, and his team to actually use his name, like credit his name in this, which he'd stopped doing by uh, around this time. And there's a number of changes, but seemingly he was happy with all of them, including that Jason Todd is uh, is in the original comic. That's right. And is the one to save Superman at the end after... For the rest of the comic going, I don't know, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I hate I'm, being Robin. I'm badly outclassed and I'm wearing little underpants. <laughs> it's in the snow as well. I've glued myself to... <laughs> I saw Batman glue himself to the Joker. I just thought I'd do it. Uh... Anyway, what did you think of this? I thought it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, you know, it's again, it's 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 twenty two minutes, which it should be. That's exactly right. It's got all the classic elements, and we got all the we got all the classic uh, DCAU voice actors there, obviously, including Eric Roberts's Mongol, who I thought was great, really good, Tremendous, yeah, right, and great fight between him and Wonder Woman. Mm. Wonder Woman's just severely outclassed, but just buying Batman time, yeah, uh-huh. and just gets into Superman's armory and's just yeah. like. I'm just going to use a bunch of his weapons and see and see what happens. Why what does is, what is Superman have all these? What's he doing with them? <laughs> what is he doing with them? Uh, yes, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, some changes were made. I think in the in the uh, original comic book, uh, it is Batman who presents Superman with his with his with his birthday gift, which is a beautiful new strain of rose that he's, yeah. that he's created. Whereas in this, he's just like. I get I get him cash. I don't know. <laughs> I'm rich. I get him I, cash. I get it. But yeah, so so for people who haven't seen it, uh, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman arrive at Superman's Fortress of Solitude uh, to to uh, give him some gifts for his birthday, only to find that he has been uh, he's he's been um, he's he's opened a, a a present yeah from an alien mm. and it's uh, it's it's glued itself to him yeah uh, in the oh, style no. of Bat <laughs> in the style of a certain <laughs> other superhero we might know uh, and is and is worthy of an adaptation I think um, and it's it's a it's a plant that uh, that attaches itself. Uh, to to a, a victim, and then it, it enters it, it enters their brain, and it and it provides them their deepest fantasy, mm. meaning uh, they they will no longer want to exist in the real world. Yeah, and so they have to snap him out of it. It it 
initially is on Superman, but then it later ends up on on Batman. And Superman's fantasy is that he is on he is on the world of Krypton. He's actually grown up there. It wasn't destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he now has a, a he has a family as a, a a wife who seems to be some sort of combination of. Lana Lang and Lois Lane, mm. and he's got a he's got a son, and his father's still alive, and yep. he's got a he's got the crypto he's got crypto the dog, and it's it's a perfect life, but really is it? And then Batman's fantasy, which <laughs> I enjoyed quite a bit, is that it's it, rather than look, but it's 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 the 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 retelling of the classic Batman origin story. He's he's a child, and he and his mother and father are leaving yep. uh, the, the the movie theater, mm-hmm. and they're confronted by Joe Chill, the uh, the the mugger. Voiced by Kevin Conroy, by the way. There you go. And yeah. also, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Joe Chill's only appearance in the DCAU. You never that is seen correct, again. yeah. Rather than Joe Chill killing his parents, Thomas Wayne uh, actually forces the gun out of uh, Joe Chill's hand and then beats him up for a really, really long time. That's Batman's <laughs> I lo- I love that. We, we just keep going back to it. It's yeah. just like that's just rather than a, a beautiful family and a, and a, and a, a world he's never known, just... Just his dad just beating this guy for eternity, perhaps. And Batman's not glued to a single thing, is he? Well, his eyes are glued to this <laughs> wonderful <laughs> spectacle. You're right, absolutely. I also love the idea that uh, Mongol, he thinks that Superman... Well, he doesn't... You don't, You can't see what anybody else is experiencing, mm-hmm. but he just assumes that Superman is just ruling the world. Yeah, right. Because that's obviously what, what yeah. he wants. And one of the changes uh, that also makes from the comic is Superman's dad because he was wrong about Krypton exploding, become some kind of fascist leader, which is very on brand for mm. Alan Moore. Yeah. And they, they remove that element there's entirely. A more, yeah, there's more of a Civil War kind of aspect to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But in this, he's just an old crank. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> I got that thing wrong. <laughs> <sighs> but wait me. And, and I've Kryptonian glued myself to this end table. <laughs> Son, help. <laughs> we don't have super strength here. We're just regular. <laughs> ah. And I also think that in Superman coming out of that, he'd just never get over it. I just think it would do such psychological damage to you that he's just he's so mad that he experienced this wonderful thing, something that he always wanted, and he had to like literally like pry himself out of it. Mm. See, I like to think that Superman would be like, well, you know, that was nice, but here I've got, you know, I've got... I've got mates. I've got mates. I've got Lois I Lane. i got cash. That's how i got cash, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. but maybe, of course, of course, on uh, on Krypton, he doesn't have to pretend he's a nerd. <laughs> well, that's so true. Maybe- he can just straight up be a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, but what does Alan Moore think, Mason? Which has been the question we've been asking mm. this entire run. That's right. This is got a- matching bracelets made. <laughs> yeah. W W A M T. Very good. Mm. Now, according to Bruce Tim and Dwayne McDuffie, Alan Moore confided that he was in fact pretty pleased with the result of this episode. So second and now third-hand information. Oh, my God. That Alan Moore, maybe, he thought it was all right. Put, put that sticker on the, that's on the DVD. As, that's as good as you're going to get as right? well. Yeah. So this is an absolute win. Mm. It might also be the best adaptation of all of his work. Yeah. Yes, certainly possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to know what other people think, though. Like, what do they think is the best thing that's been adapted? I know yeah. a lot of people have said Watchmen or V for Vendetta, but I think this is definitely... Up there. Do, do you think uh, anyone should attempt to adapt any more of his work? Mm. What about uh, Top Ten, which is a, a, a police procedural set in a world in a set in a city where everybody has superpowers? Yep, that's pretty exciting. Would they ruin it? Absolutely, yep. they would ruin it. Uh, could they adapt that um, that run of uh, Rob Liefeld's Supreme? Oh, where uh, where Rob Liefeld said, "Hey, uh, can you Alan Moore? Can you do a, a can you can you do a run on my 
with Superman pastiche Supreme and Alan Moore said, yeah, but I'm going to throw out everything. <laughs> I'm going to throw out everything you've done and start again completely. And Rob Liefeld was like, all right. Cool. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, because this is obviously not going to be the end of Alan Moore adaptation. There's always a, a Watchman something brewing. Should they adapt there? his million word novel or whatever it was? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? See if you can compress oh, that. why not? Yeah, why not? Compress it into 22 minutes. See yeah. what you can do. Anyways, thank you so much for coming along on our Alan Morathon, Mason. It's been quite a ride. You're very welcome. Uh, I mean, I had to, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did, yeah. Much like Alan Moore was forcefully involved in all of this, you had to come along here. But uh, if you would like to see any of these early, including what's happening next week at Caravan of Garbage, and here's a hint, you can now see that at bigsandwich.co a day early, can't Whoa. you, Mason? yes. I'm very excited to come around to whatever that thing is that was shown up on the screen. If you do have any suggestions for anything for us to watch, read, listen to, please leave it below. Also, oh, I didn't mention, if you do want to see that early, and if you... Fuck, oh, I fucked this up. Where am I in this? <laughs> You've already said the big sandwich thing. Did I say it? Yeah. Okay, fuck. All right. All right, Mason. All right. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, also, at big sandwich, there's bonus podcasts, movie commentaries. There's a bunch of exclusive Behind paywall stuff, Mason. Hell yeah. That we will never let you see unless you give us money. That's right. Mm. Videos of us gluing ourselves to things. <laughs> That's right. Uh, or you can just stick around on our channel here or check out our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. It's all free. Enjoy. It's all free. All right. Thank you so much to Lawrence and Ben for the edit. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you on the next time. I'll have that jam, you guys. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. James, I've glued myself to this YouTube video. Oh, no, Mason. Mm, I'm flapping my hand wildly. It's not coming it's not off. coming off. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.